0: For their niece, Chavat Bas Chaya Malko. We hope that in the merit of our Torah, she together with Kol cholei, so I have the complete and enduring Rafua. To thank our day of learning sponsor, Robin Schaefer, for dedicating the learning today in loving memory of her husband, Edward Schaefer, Usher Herschel Ben Avram Shmuel, in commemoration of his third yard site. We hope that in the merit of our Torah, the Neshom have an Aliyah and the family a Nechama. With that, let us let us begin. Hopefully, everyone had a, everyone had a beautiful yom tiv. Oh, welcome back to everyone, Yashikoa to Rabbi Venek and Rabbi Kamlen Akiva for giving shir baruch Hashem over Shabbos and over the two days of yom tiv. And with that, let us let us begin. Tzadik beis Ahmad aleph four lines down from the top. So the Mishnah said as follows: Niseis Api pi din So just to reorient ourselves a little bit with this particular case. So the Mishnah says, the Mishnah said as follows, that if the woman got remarried, woman got remarried on the basis of the testimony of an Eid Echad, that's what it means over here, based in, she got remarried on the basis of the testimony of an Eid Echad, now again what happens? Then her husband ends up being alive, right? Ultimately, he didn't die. The eight echid was wrong. So the halacha is that she has to go ahead and leave both husbands. So the Gemara says as follows Amr Zi'iri. So say a very interesting discussion. So Zi'iri says as follows Lessa Lemas Nisin. May the Tanebe Midrasha. The Mishnah is really no longer in, in effect. The Mishnah really no longer applies. Ultimately, again, Based on what we learned in the base medrash, the Tani Bei Midrasha, what was taught inside of the base medrash, Horu Bezdin Sheshaka Chama ulbasov Zarcha. So we'll say, very interesting case. Following scenario, let's say Halachalamaisa as follows Din went ahead and made a psaq Halacha, right? What was their psak Halacha? That the sun set, but it turned out after the fact that Halachalamaisa the sun was still up. Now we'll say, what's the case over here? Look at Rashi she says, "Horu in So we're talking about a case over here, thank you, a case over here on Shabbos, thank you. On Shabbos, they went ahead and they ruled that the day was already over. she says over here, So let's imagine the following scenario. So it's Shabbos, based in Paskind, so to speak, Shabbos was over. It turns out that Shabbos wasn't over. What was it? What was it? <laughs> It was a very cloudy day. It was a very cloudy day. So then the sun comes out. So I now remember again, it turns out that halacha l'amayisah, everyone ended up doing halacha, excuse me, halacha, melacha, based on, Based on the psak of Beisdin. So what's the halacha in this case? Ein zuhora ella tos. This is not a, this is not considered a halachic ruling. Rather, what is this considered? A mistake. And I will say, th- this is a fascinating idea. Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Ainzu <laughs> And I will say, now you think about it for just a moment. Either way, either way, right? Are the people liable? Are the people liable? No, because at the end of the day, they were simply following the advice of Bezdin, right? It was not their intention to do anything wrong. So where in, in, in exactly lies the nafkamino over here? So look at Rashi. In <laughs> Here's what's interesting. There's a concept called par helam davar minatzibur, which, which is if the or even a group acts in accordance with an erroneous psak based in. There's a certain level of individual coverage in a scenario like that, right? So, thank you. Again, if the Cibor acts based in rules, and the Cibor goes in and acts in accordance with that ruling. So there's a certain level of coverage in, in terms of that each individual doesn't have to bring his own carbon chatos. Instead, there's what's called a helam government at tzibur, a specific type of communal offering that is brought. What the Gemara is pointing out over here, something very interesting, or Zairey is pointing out over here, is that in a case like this, there is individual liability. Look at Rashi. He goes on, he says, Everyone has to bring their own individual karban. Shabbos said, this is fascinating. There's a distinction between when Beisdin makes an erroneous ruling, Based on, based on a misunderstanding of legal principles versus a mistake in Mitzvah. I know what's the good English word for mitzies. Um Circumstances, right? Circumstantial reality. Circumstantial reality. And this is a great case. Right? They will say it's Shabbos. It's Shabbos. It's very dark outside. Based in Paskin, clap on the Bima. Right, Shabbos is over. Shabbos is over. Everyone goes out to buy pizza. Right? And then it turns out that what happens? The sun comes out. say, that's not a mistake based on a misunderstanding of a legal principle. What is that a mistake on? What is that a mistake based on? Let's see this, right? It's just reality. So say interests. So in a in a carbonic principle, kisvurim olam ba. See the mistake over here is they thought it was night. They thought it was night. They just want to say it's not night. It's not night. And I both say, so wherein lies the distinction between a mistake in legal principles versus a mistake in circumstantial reality? A mistake in circumstantial reality becomes revealed de facto. Right? In other words, the sun comes out. The sun comes out. So i say, so here's a perfect example. What happened? Eid Echad came along, said, Rachel, your husband died. Then what happens? Right, Rachel, your husband Ruben died. Then what happened? What happened? Ruben showed up. So we'll say, this isn't a mistake in legal principles, right? This is a mistake in Mitzvah. Again, we'll say to be very clear, no, no, no malicious, we're assuming no malicious intent over here, right? There, there, there's, not, there's not anyone lying. Again, we were lot on it. It's just like based in rules, Shabbos is over. They made a mistake. So we we'll say, what's interesting, we're going to see why this is important in just a little, well, it's important now because it's, we're going to see from a carbonic perspective. I mean, there's not a carbonic perspective. Well, there is a carbonic perspective by the woman, which we're going to get to in the next section. But right now, there's just a fundamental discussion. Zairi is saying, by the way, if an Eidachad shows up, and says, Rachel, your husband Rubain died. Right? Rachel gets remarried. And then what happens? Husband shows up. Husband shows up. So what's the halachal? She has to go and leave both husbands. Ziyui says, by the way, this halacha is not a. This is not a, a situation of an erroneous halachic ruling. This is more resembling the case of the Shabbos case, where they passed when Shabbos was over, but in fact Shabbos wasn't over. So this is not a, what we call, it's not a horah, but rather it's a tos. Rab Nachman says, no, that, that is incorrect. This, when Bezdin accepts the ruling of an Eid Echad, that acceptance of an Eid Echad has the status of a horah, of a psak Bezdin. Of a psak Bezdin, so i Nachman. So, we'll say, so just understand, we're going to see, by the way, the nafkamina is going to be, like which I was alluded to before, of exemption from a carbon also. You see, anytime you act under the guidance of Bezdin, there is an ex- there you, you, there is a, you, you are shielded from personal liability for a carbon. Versus if you go ahead and just do something, you may do something innocently, but it's not because of a psak Bezdin. There is personal carbonic liability. So Rab Nachman says, this is a horah. This is a psak based in. This is a psak based in. So the Gemara says, how do we know this? I'm Nachman. rahi. This is definitely horah. I'll tell you how. It's very simple. We'll say eid echad is never believed. Now, that's not totally true. Eid echad is, is sometimes believed. But generally, eid echad is not believed. And yet here... Eid Echad is believed. Maitaimo Lab Mishum What's the reason why an Aid Echad is believed? It must be because over here, this is a psak base. and take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Tayda Dal Rahi, is based in Hinesis, vaalaihu talya. So I will say, listen to the mechanics over here. See, here, here's 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 what here's the fundamental machlogis. When a woman gets remarried based on the Eidos of an Eid echad. What is she really getting married based on? So Zairi will say she's getting married based on the Eidos of the Eid Echad. Of the Eid Echad. Hey, again, Halacha is allowing her to do it, but it's not really a Psaq based in. It's not really a Psach based in. It's based on the Eid Echad. Therefore, when a husband shows back up, at the end of the day, she didn't get married based on a hurrah, based on a P'sak, but rather she got married based on a tos. And therefore, according to Z'iri, there would be personal carbonic liability. Rav Nachman says, no. She got married based on a psach beisdin. How do we know that, says Rav Nachman? It's so fascinating. How do we know that? How do we know that? Because at the end of the day, she can't get married based on the eid echad. How do you know she can't get married based on a eid How do you know? Because eid doesn't work. Eid doesn't work. The only way eid could work is if beisdin comes along and says... Echad works, which means that effectively, then she's not really getting married based on the Eid Echad. She's getting married based on a psak in and if she's getting married based on a psak beizdin, then what? Then what? Then she has liability coverage through the in and therefore, when husband number one or husband, or yeah, husband number one shows back up, she does not have personal carbonic liability. It's quite amazing. Quite. I'm sorry, so she's still, she's still going to have to leave both husbands because at the end of the day, it was a de facto, albeit inadvertent act of adultery, but the nafkamina is going to be in the realm of carbonic liability, right? Remember again, if you hold that she's getting married based on the Eid Echad, then it's a ta'us, it's a mistake. If it's a mistake, it's personal liability. If you hold that Allah says she's getting married based on Pesach Beisdin, then there's coverage and no carbonic liability. So let's analyze. So I'm a a Rava. So Rava says, So I'll say, ultimately, again, you can see that this is a Taos. That really, the the way we look at this case, Ravah says, is a case of a mistake. This is a mistake, right? She thought her husband was dead. The aid echad, the Eid echad, well, she, the echad said her husband was dead. She accepted the advice of the aid echad or the aidus of the aid echad. She made a mistake. Her husband wasn't dead. It's a tos. It's a mistake. It's not a psak beizdin, and therefore there will be personal liability. So the, how do I know this? The horu Listen to this. The horu The ubedam Let's listen to this case. Let's say there was a piece of meat. And based in Paskind, that the piece of meat wasn't chaylev; instead, it was it was baser, right? It was baser, right? It was meat. It was meat, right? Or bedam v'chazer v'hadar chazu isura. And then I will say, let's say they afterwards saw a reason to go ahead and prohibit that which they permitted. I will say, if Beis were to declare something baser. Right? And then let's say, for example, we're to go ahead, I, I, I said the opposite. Bezdin declares something to be asr, to be declared to be khalif. And then let's say, I will say, afterwards, they decided, you know what? We see reason to deem this item permitted. Lo We would not listen to them. Let's Rebbe say, once Bezdin makes a psak halacha, that, that psak halacha remains. The hecha, the asr, but yet, so we'll say, in other words, what's happening over here says, says like this. Rabbi says, the the. The hallmark of a psaq in is that it remains in effect. That's what happens with a psak based in. So based Paskin, this piece of meat is Khailiv. Afterwards, they say, ah, you know what? Maybe there's room to say that it's really baser. No. Case is closed. You paskin'. You paskin, that's talkal. Yerabos yeah, say what's happening in this case? Yeah, rabose, let's play this out. Let's play this out. Rachel's married to Ruvain. Right? Reuven goes overseas for travel. Eid shows up and says, tells Rachel, Rachel, by the way, Reuven died. Reuven died. Okay. Rachel gets remarried. Asutre, Asarna, two witnesses go ahead and show up and say Reuven's still alive. So Reuven say, what would happen? What would happen in that case? Then we would go ahead and essentially negate the Eidos of the Eid echad, Right? And go ahead and restore her back as an Esher to Reuven. And then Reuven say, what happens? Ki Asa Eid and we'll say, watch this. If another eight achad were to show up and say, oh, you know what, Ruvain died, what would be the halacha? Ultimately, we permit be to get remarried. So we'll say, this, now this is an extreme case, right? Of an eight achad, achad, two witnesses come along and say the eight Echad was wrong, and then another eight Echad shows up and says Ruvain died. We would believe that last eight Echad. And we'll say, what does that show you? My taima, lav mishum de taosu. And we'll say, why is that? Because at the end of the day, we're not really dealing. With the Psaq Basedin. We're not really doing the Pesach based in Hidra right? say, What are we dealing with over here? We're dealing with based in based in allowing a woman to conduct herself based on Mitsya. So say, This is really the underpinning of this entire Sugya. What did the Gemara say? Why is it that Halakhalama we allow women to rely on an aid echad to get remarried? We saw this Mishum Iguna. Akilu Barabanan. at the end of the day, we are stuck between a rock and a hard place. We don't want a woman to remain in Aguna. But at the same time, we also don't have a fully valid halachic mechanism with which to allow her to remarry. So essentially, what we do is we do the best with what we have. And we assume that woman is gonna do the best, gonna do her due diligence with the Aid to make sure that there is veracity to his claim. But is suggesting over here is when Baisdin allows her to remarry, it's not really a psaq Baisdin. It's not a psaq Bezdin. What is it? What is it? It's in saying, Mitzias. Mitzias right now is that there's an eight echad. Let her get married based on the aedis of the eight echad. It's incredible. Even Rabbi Eliezer holds that ultimately, when we say it's a taos, taos means that when husband number one, Ruvain, shows back up, The way we look at what unfolded over here is that this was a mistake. Remember, again, we're comparing Beisdin's actions to what? To the case of Shabbos, where they declared Shabbos was over, but Shabbos wasn't really over. What's the halacha in that case? So we don't view that as a mistake in Psach halacha. We view that as a mistake in Metzios. A mistake in just circumstantial reality. So there, and again, i both say, what does it mean if it's a mistake in circumstantial reality? It means that there's no carbonic liability. Each individual is liable for what they have done. So even Rabbi Eliezer holds it as a toast. Tisanya, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Yikov haddin esahar, tavi chatos shemina. So I said, Lashnav is very interesting. Let, let the din... Let justice, right? Let true justice pierce the mountain, and she has to bring a big fat chatos, right? And I was bringing a big fat chatos. So let's trying to kind of trying to drive the point home over here that there is personalistic liability. I will say again, we want to be clear. Rachel did not act in any malicious fashion, right? And Rachel was following the process. To be clear, she she's in the right. She did what she was allowed to do but Lameis again now when husband number one shows up this was a Taos it's not a Psak based in, and because ultimately again it's a Taos therefore there's personal liability to which the Gemara says so I'll we'll say if you hold that we look at her act like a Taos like a mistake a mistake of Bezdin, which therefore gives her personalistic liability, that's why she has to bring a chatos. But if we view this as a true psach Bezdin, and she was just following the psach Bezdin, then why would she be obligated to bring a carbon? To which the maybe Rabbi Eliezer himself holds that even an individual who follows the Psak Bezdin still has to bring a carbon. If that's the case, the Gemara says, then why does he need that phrase, let justice pierce the mountain? So I will say, this is, a, this is an absolutely, absolutely fascinating Machlokas. So I will say, a riveting Machlokas. Because the truth is, what it also does is it frames for us in general, Beisden makes different kinds of, Bezidin makes mistakes. How do we, how do we know Beisden makes mistakes? Because say, the Torah has the concept of par helam d'avar min atzibur. And par d'avar means when Bezdin makes a mistake that impacts Klaad and Klaad Yisrael acts based on the mistake of Bezdin. There's a special type of carbon. But I say, we begin to see from this sugya is there's two types of errors there's what's called an illegal error and a metzios error. So a legal error comes about in a misunderstanding or misinterpretation or a misapplication. Of a legal principle, when that happens and Klal Yisrael acts based on that, there is personal coverage. There's no personal liability that tsibor brings a carbon. But when based in Paskin's, based on a mistake in Mitzias, just based on, on, a, on a mistake on circumstantial reality, in that case there is no Tsibor coverage and there is personal liability. Shabbos says so again. The shaila, the machlokus, is what do we do in this case of Eid Echad? Is the case of allowing a woman? Well, I will By the way, remember the Mishnah says when you allow a woman to remarry based on Eid Echad, we call that what al p So I will how do you view that, Rachel? Right? Erechad shows up in Beizdin. Says Rachel, your husband died. Beizdin says, okay, Rachel, you can get remarried. Now what happens? Husband shows up. What's the shaila, say? What's the shaila? The fact that she has to leave both men—that's understood. What's the shaila? What's our question? Carbonic liability. Does she have to bring a carbon or not? What does it depend on? What does it depend on? How do we view the acceptance of Eid Echad? Is the acceptance of Eid Echad considered to be a PSAK-basedin? If it's a PSAK-basedin, then there is personal coverage, personal liability coverage. Does not bring her own carbon? Or no, it's a ta'os. It's a mistake of basedin based on circumstantial reality. Machlokas, Z'iri, and Rav Nachman. So I will say, interestingly enough, the way the Ravman Paskins is like Z'iri, and we view this case as a taus. We view this case as a circumstance, mistake of circumstantial reality on the part of Beisdin. And therefore there will be personal liability for this one. Like Rabbi Eliezer says, she's got to bring a big fat chatos. That's the halacha. Incredible, I will say. Also a, a good Musa Haskil. Very good Musa I will say, you know, sometimes we make mistakes because of unavoidable realities. Right. That, that's like the case of making a, a mistake. Like when the common man makes a mistake based on a psaq beisdin, the common man can't be expected to know any better than the beisdin. Right. So sometimes in life we make mistakes because halacha there's some unavoidable circumstances. There, there's some legal principle or some reality that I wasn't aware of. I, I misunderstood. So those kind of mistakes are understandable and the truth is klapishwani and the i'm not held responsible for those mistakes but the mistakes that we make because of circumstantial realities or because of circumstantial ambiguity i'll say the mistakes we make when we could have known better should have known better could have clarified things a little bit better those mistakes we are held responsible for. Those, those mistakes, Chalash says, you could have exercised a bit more due diligence. Based in, you could have waited a little bit longer to see if the cloud cover would dissipate, to see ultimately if Shabbos was over. Those are the kind of mistakes. The things that are beyond our control, Chalash does, doesn't hold us accountable for. The things that are within my control, those are the things that I'm held accountable for. Let's go back there. Says Digi Mara, so, we'll say next case. So, the Mishnah said that if Bezdin gave her a heter to remarry, right? So, Be- so Eid Echad came along, Bezdin accepted, so to speak, accepted, right? The, the, the testimony of the Eid Echad, and then they passed and she could get remarried. We'll say what happened. She then went ahead, the v- Mishnah was Vizinsa. Vizinsa, she engaged in immorality. In that case, Everyone agrees that she is Chayeves in a carbon. She's being a carbon for an act of immorality. Now I will say, just to understand, the cases are all tied together. So Eirechad shows up, Rochal, Ruven died. So Bazin says, okay, get remarried. Then what happens? Then what happens? She engages in immorality, and Ruven comes back, right? Ruven comes back. So now say, so now she's chayevas a carbon for the acts of immorality. Says the Gemara, my kilkala. When you say she behaved immorally, what are we talking about over here? Omer zinsa. Rabbi Leza says literally again zinsa and I will say in this context zinsa just means she she just was immoral with men it doesn't her she didn't marry anyone she didn't marry anyone she just had casual relationships with men there's liability there Rabbi Yochanan Omar Amana the coin grusha Rabbi Yochanan says no 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 what are we talking about over here She's now an Amona she married a coin goddamn or she was a grusha let's say says she, she was a divorcee from a previous marriage, she, or a chalusa, she married a Kohen yot. So in, Abbas, in view, what she did over here is, she engaged in a relationship that was literally punishable by a love. So we'll say the Epigenu says zinsa, he certainly would agree, that if she was that right, if she was a grusha married or an amana married kohen gadol, of course it'd be a liability because those are biblically proscribed relationships. I will say, but the one who said the case of aman lekohen gadol said that's the case where it'd be a prohibition because again that's a biblically prohibited relationship. But just stam zinza. Right? I don't mean I don't mean just like stam zinza, but you know what I'll we'll say. If she just went out in a relationship with, relationship with another man. There would not be carbonic liability. Why is there not carbonic liability? Because we'll say at the time that she engaged in this casual relationship, she assumed that what? That what? She was an unmarried woman, right? That's what she assumed. So we'll say, Because ultimately, again, she could say, you are the ones who made me a single woman. In other words, we'll say, she could claim, look, I, I, fine, you want to tell me that I'm not acting in accordance with the highest moral standard, that's fine, but Lamaisa, did I do anything quote unquote wrong? Do I did I do any did I do anything prohibited? At the end of the day, you told me I was single, so because I was single, I had this relationship. Now again, and I did it based on base and I did not go out and just simply in, right behave in a careless, immoral fashion. <speaking in Hebrew> I'm Suppose you have braise. That's the of Biyochanan halu the of the so, we'll say, based in Paschneh, she can get remarried based on an Eid Echad, and she went out, the Kilkalah she was what it She just behaving in an immoral fashion. She didn't get married. She didn't get married, but she was just immoral with another man. I'm sorry. Sorry. Bezdin Paschneh. Kigod. Amara the coin godlel. Grusha the coin head. Yot. Chayevus pekarban divre rabbi So, will say, Shabbi Eliezer says, She got to sack from Bezdin. She went out to kilkala, and here Abbas said the says explicit. What does it mean kilkala? She write, she she engaged in an illegal marriage. What's talacha? She is chayevs for every single bia. will say every single bia with the same man with the same man every single bia. There are The chum the say no carbon echad alakal. Chum say no no no. She's only chayev one carbon per marriage, right? Not chayev for every single every single bia. Umodim hachamad rabbi Eliezer, but even rabbi Eliezer, that if it turns out that she married five different men, that she's a carbon for every single man, Ultimately, again, because they are separate bodies. Sheba so very interesting. So he, over here in our fundamental machlokas, when the Mishnah says, zinsa chayavaz bekarbon. What type of zinsa are we talking about? Does zinsa mean essentially any sexual relationship, even outside of the context of marriage? Because it turns out that that was adulterous as well. That's Rabbi Eliezer. Or zinsa, Rabbi Yochanan says, no means a halacha she went ahead and she got married in an illegal fashion. I was saying. Obviously, any marriage she's engaging in is illegal because it turns out that her husband was alive. But what it means illegal over here was a marriage that would have been illegal even had her husband been actually dead. So, fundamental, Michael, I'm Paskins again, like Rabbi Eliezer in this case, that from a carbonic perspective, I will say, it turns out that any relationship, any sexual relationship she has, she will ultimately generate carbonic liability. Why? Because, again, her husband was alive. It turns out her husband was alive. So, I will say, so ultimately, again, these two pieces kind of go together. In the first khilik of this Gemara, we learned that Allah HaLemaysa, we look at the at, at the Pesach Beisdin, not really as the Pesach Beisdin, but rather as what? As a tos, as a mistake. Because we look at it as a mistake, therefore there is personal liability. And therefore Allah HaLemaysa, if after receiving the license from Beisdin, she doesn't remarry. Instead, she just goes and engages in casual relationships, there'll be personal liability. Ultimately, for each of those relationships, incredible. mishnah Interesting case. Let's say say in this case, Rachel is married to Reuven, and they have a son. They have a son, and Reuven and son go overseas. And what happens? So we'll say, now an interesting twist in this case. She is told now that her her husband and son died unfortunately while overseas. But the order over here is very important what is she told first your husband died and then your son died and i will say why why is the order here very important because if husband died right and right if husband died as long as at the time that husband died there was what a living child a living son there's no of yibum. so the so the testimony she got was your husband died and then your son died she heard this Vinices, and therefore she got remarried she got remarried no yibum. she got remarried so say, so now she goes in, she marries Shimon, and then and then word comes that what it was a mistake, her son died, and then her husband died. So will say if her son died, and then her husband died. Then what? Then what? She's subject to ibum. We will say by the way, this is a very. We've touched on this before, but this is often a, a nuance in ibum that people that, that sometimes goes overlooked. The obligation for yibum is generated at the time of death. So even if a couple has children, if those children predeceased the husband, so at the time of the husband's death, the husband is childless. Is childless halacha There is a yibum obligation. It's a really fascinating idea. So Rabbi says so now this woman acted again in complete compliance with the law. It just turns out that halacha, she got wrong information. So now she she married Shimon. Now word comes that she was, in fact, obligated in Yibom to Ruvein's brother. What's the halacha? But, so mamzer. She has to leave Shimon. She has to leave Shimon. And her first and second children are mamzerim. Now, it's not clear what's meant by first and second children. We'll see this in the Gemara. Amrullah meis b'neich v'achrakach meis So we'll say reverse case. Let's say they tell Rachel, right, your son died first, and then your husband died. So what happens? Vinis y'abma, as a result, she does yibum, with Ruvain's brother Shimon. V'achrakach amrullah ch'iluf hayu advarim. And then afterwards they tell her, we made a mistake. We made a mistake, and in fact, and in fact, your husband died first and then your son, which means what Rabosai. She has illegally married her brother-in-law, which is an Erva which is an Erva She has to leave. She has to leave her brother-in-law. She has to leave Shimon. And ultimately, the first and second children are Mamzerim. Again, Rabosah, we'll discuss what first and second mean in this type of situation as well. Vaiter, says Digimara, Amrleh, Amrulah, Mespaleh. So Bosai. We'll Again, same same case. Rachel's married to Ruven. Reuven goes overseas. They come back and they say, Rachel, your husband died. Then he says, she got remarried. And then I then witnesses come back and say, you know, we made a mistake. At the time we told you that he was dead, he was really alive. And he was alive through the time you got remarried. But now he's dead. Now he's dead. So I both said, right? Mazel tov, right? right, right, right. So now he's dead. So I say, what's the huh? halacha? she has to leave her second husband because remember again, at the time she married him, what husband? Right? The time she married Shimon, husband number one was alive. Vahavlad rishon mamzer, the eno mamzer. Now I say this case is clear. What does it mean? The rishon mamzer, a child that she initially had with Shimon, right? At the time that Reuven was still alive, that child is a mamzer. But technically speaking, if after hearing that Reuven is now dead, she were to remain with Shimon, albeit that's illegal, but she were to remain with Shimon and have children, that those children would be what? Totally fine. Totally fine. So the Gemara says, So we'll say, if they, tell, they tell Rachel, your husband died, Reuven died, and ultimately again, she has Kiddushin with Shimon. And then again, before Nisuin, Reuven returns. Ruvain returns. What's lach huh? zorlo. She is permitted to go back to Ruvain. So I say, So again. So this is a different kind of case because what happened in this case over here, there was only kiddushin. So because there was only kiddushin, therefore Rachal has not yet lived with Shimon. Because of that, she is permitted to go back to Ruvain. And I will say, even though now Shimon is going to give her a get. Now, why Shimon giving her a get? Because they had kiddushin, even though again, even though halacha lemaisa the kiddushin wasn't really valid, Shimon's going to give her a get. But this get in no way invalidates her from marrying into the kahuna. Why not? As zudar shabiel Eliezer ben Masya, the isha grusha miisha velo miisha eno isha. I will say the only type of get that precludes a woman from marrying a kohen is an isha grusha miisha, a woman who is divorced from a man. But halacha lemaisa if the woman is not divorced from the man, but, either, but rather the get is just given for what we call public policy, like this kind of case that does not endow her even with the Riacha get, even with the scent of the get, and therefore there's no problem for her to marry the Kohen. Okay, good. Let's analyze cases. So, both we'll say, let's go back to the first couple of cases. Remember again, in the first cases, what did we have? What did we have? We had a woman whose husband and son, right? Ruvain and son went overseas. Woman gets, Rachel gets back testimony that what? Your husband died, or we'll say it, you know, your husband died and then your son died. Which she thought meant she was not subject to yibum. So she goes and she remarries. Then it turns out that what happened? The son died first, before the husband, so she was subject to yibum. So the Mishti used the Lashon of Harishon. What was the Lashon? Vladvishon V'Acharon Mamzer. The first and, and second children are mamzerim. Says the Gemara, what is my rishon, my achron? What does that mean? So the Gemara says, If you say rishon means before she heard the updated news, and achron means after she heard the updated news, that can't be. Listening, have Vlad mamzer. Just so we'll say, either way, either way, the kid are mamzerim. Right, so we'll just say have Vlad mamzerim. The says, you're right. So you're say, the Gemara says very interesting. We do this just to provide mishnaic symmetry. So say, in the last case, what was the last case in Mishnah? They come, they tell Rachel, Reuven died. Rachel gets married to Shimon. Then witnesses come and say, by the way, Rachel... We were wrong the first time. Right? So two months, six months ago when we told you that Reuven was dead, he wasn't dead. He wasn't dead. But now he is dead. So in that case, what did the Mishnah say? The Rishon, so the child she originally had with Shimon is a Mamzer. But any kid she has now from this point on won't be Mamzerim. So because in that case you make a difference between Rishon and Acheron. We just used the same Lashon in the previous cases, but in and in the previous cases, all the kids are Mam Good. That's got I me. Mean, not good, but let's go back to right her. So Rabbi here's what's interesting. The, one of the cases in the Mishnah was, the case like this, where they come and they tell Rachel, they come and they tell Rachel that your husband died and then your son died. So based on this, Rachel thought that she was not subject to Yibam. So she marries another man. Then it turns out she gets testimony. And what does the testimony say? Opposite. You were subject to Yibum. So we'll say this is actually very interesting. So the Mishnah says that now Rachel married Shimon, right? And unrelated, I will call it Levi. Rachel married Levi, unrelated guy. So what did the Mishnah say? The children she had with Levi are what? Mamzerin. Now, wow. Wow. So you're telling me now that if a woman doesn't perform in the midst of Yibum, right? She doesn't marry her Yavama, she marries another man. Those kids are Mamzerin. Very interesting. Twist Kumara says, Rabbi Yakiva, In Kidushin, Lavin. Rabbi just to be clear, if a woman marries someone other than her Yavama, that's a love. That's a love. So, so the Mishnah says, you're right. The Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Yakiva, because Rabbi Yakiva holds Kiddushin is not Tovsin. And not only that, Rabbi Yakiva holds, therefore, if you go ahead and you marry someone who's a khi of love, the kids are what? Mamzim. Remember again, this is the extreme position of Rabbi Akiba. Extreme. Rabbi Akiba is a das Yochen in this. So our mission is reflecting this particular view. I, oh. the Gemara says. So the Chum say, The Chum would say, "As much as it is illegal for a Yavama to marry someone other than her brother-in-law, if she does so, that union does not produce mamzirim." So the Gemara says. Shaimma. Uh, the Lamo in I'm sorry, Avaham or A Mamzer me Abama. The Lamo In Mamzer Mechaive I so why not just say In Mamzer Michael? They will say this tana must be a different and a different version of Rabbi Akiva. Do amar Mechaive Lavin dishear Havei Mamzer, Mechaive Lavin Greedy Lo Havei Mamzer. So we'll say interesting. That in Rabbi Akiva himself, there is a machlokas. What type of chayvei lavin create mamzerus? According to one version of Rabbi Akiva, it's only chayvei lavin that involve relatives that produce mamzerim. But chayvei lavin that ultimately, again, there is no relative issue over here. Like, for example, the case of a yavama who marries someone other than her yavam, that will not produce mamzerim. Amrav Yehuda, we Amrav. Minayin shen tofsin so we'll say, according to Rabbi Ya'kiva, how do you know that Kiddushin is not Tovsin B'Ivama? So we'll say, just understand the novelty in this. right? A simple case, Reuven is married to Rachel. Reuven, right? Let's go back, Yibam 101, Reuven dies without children. Reuven has a surviving brother, Sh- Ru- Shimon. There is a mitzvah for Shimon to go ahead and marry Rachel. What happens if Rachel marries Zvulun, an unrelated guy? Shabbos says, remember again, this is a lav. It's an isr da'oraisa veloti, as we're going to see in just a moment. What the Gemara is introducing us to is that there is a position of Rabbi Akiva who holds that halacha l'maysa, kidushin is not tofsin with the yevama. So if a woman who is subject to ibum tries to marry another man, that Kiddushin will not take effect, which is dramatic, because we'll say generally, the only time we say Kiddushin doesn't take effect is where? Is where? Like in situations of Yisri you try to marry your sister, right? Try to marry a married woman. Situations of Yisri Kares, Misa, Arayos, so the Gemara says, so Rabbi Huda says in the name of Rav, where does this school of thought come from that Kiddush is not tofsim bechavi So watch this, very simple, Shneimar. The pasuk says, "The wife of the dead man, the wife of the mace of the deceased man, shall not losiha; she shall not be achutza to someone outside, outside to an alien man." And here's what's interesting: the Torah uses lashon of what? Sihiyah. siah. Rabosei, losiha ba haviyah lezar. Siyah always represents a lashon of what? Kiddushin. See, as always Kiddushin. See, see over here that the Torah uses a of Kiddushin by a non-related Yavam. Right? By a man who's not the Yavam. Telling me that if a man is an Ish zar, i say, who's the zar? Who's the zar in this case? Who's the zar? Anyone who's not a brother-in-law. Anyone who's not a brother-in-law is an is Ish Zara. I want to say, lo siya. There's no Kiddushin with such a man. Incredible. So the Gemara says, or Ushmuala says, Ba'ani Yosenu Tzrichaget. So I will say this is very interesting. Shmuel says like this, let's say Rachel did marry Zbulun. Let's say she accepted Kiddushin from Zbulun and they had Nisuin or just Kiddushin, not Nisuin. Shmuel says, I think she's going to require a get from Zbulun. But the way Shmuel phrases it is Ba'anioseinu. Ba'aniyosein means in our, in our impoverished state. He's referring over here to our intellectually impoverished state. What Shmuel S.A.B. says is at the end, look at Rashi, top Rashi, anius da'atenu anu yodin Shmuel says, I'm not convinced, or we are not convinced about the meaning of this pasik. Because we're not convinced about the meaning of this Pasek, Shmuel says, I'm not really sure whether or not Kiddushin is toksin by a man who's not the yavam, As if because I'm not sure we're going to require a get. <laughs> That's not a Chag. Shmuel says you are going to get a So M'sapkulele Shmuel Hi losia hamais Sorry, Shmuel was not sure how to interpret this pasuk. Is it just coming to say that there's a love for the Yavama to marry someone who's not the yavam? Or is it coming to teach me that Kiddushin Mamish is not Toface in such a situation like this? And therefore, because Shmuel was not sure, therefore, Halachal Amayisa Shmuel says, if the Yavama, right, Rachel, does accept Kiddushin and marries Zvulun, again, we're going to force them to dissolve the marriage, but Zvulun is going to have to give Rachel a get. Amr le Rav Mari ba Rachel. The Ravashi, Shavmari ba Rachel, Ravashi, Hachi, Amrameimar, Hilchosak HaVase de Shmuel. And therefore, I say, in a case where the Yavama does marry someone other than her Yavam, we force this other man to give Rachel a get. Because you say, it's not because we're rejecting the notion that Kiddushna is not Tovsin by Yavama. We're just what? We're just what? We're just not sure. And therefore, in order to be able to cover our bases, we will demand that second husband, in this case, Zavulun, gives Rachel the Yavama a get. Incredible. So we'll say, listen to this. Therefore, once Amemar said that Rachel follows Shmuel, Imhaya Yavama Kohen, Cholates law vishariyala. So listen to this. If that's the case, now that we said that the halacha follows Shimon, which means say we're not sure whether or not kiddushin is tofsin bayivama, and therefore halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, we make husband number two go ahead and give a get. If that's the case, Rabeo say, if the surviving brother is a kohen, what will we do in this case? We'll tell surviving brother, you know what? Rabeo so we'll say, here's here's the interesting issue. If surviving brother is a kohen, we have a problem. What's the problem? What's the problem? So now she received a get. From husband number two. So, the Now that was a get given out of suffolk, but even a get given out of suffolk generally would preclude a woman from marrying a cohen. So, how does she do Yibum? So, what do we do in this situation? We tell the surviving brother, Do chalitza, cholitzla, visharyallah, and she could remain with husband number two. To which the Gemara says, What? Is gure iskar? We're going to allow husband number two to profit. Im kain matzinu chote niskar. that what? That a sinner. Well, prophet, a sinner or prophet, I will say, what is, in general, we have a principle that when people do bad things, we don't want them to profit. I will say, i give you a paradigmatic example of this. Ta'lochah is that the k'suva for a besula is 200 zos. Right? So I will say, right? So a woman is 200 zos. A k'suva for a woman who is not a besula is 100 zos. I will say, let's say, the reason why the woman is not a, bes- a besula is because she lived with her chasan. Chasan has a great chaah. I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. Right? I'm going to go ahead and live with my kala and also going to have a cheaper ksuva. So I'll we'll say, what does the halacha say? No, no, no. No, no, no. Right? Lo yechote Right? Halacha l'maysa. No, you're paying the full 200 zuz for the ksuva. So I'll we'll say, so how could it be this guy illegally married? He illegally married the Yavama. Right? He should not have married her. should not have married her. So halacha again. Now we're going to tell the Yavam, the Yavam, do chalitza so that ultimately, again, second husband could remain with her. im imhaya yavam Yisrael sin la no, no. What it means is like this: Assuming the yavam is eligible to still do yibum, ultimately, what we do is we demand that the husband, second husband, go ahead and give a get so that the yavam could in fact go ahead and do yibum. if the yavam is a coin, he's going to be precluded because of other circumstances. Amrav Amrav Yivama What's an interesting statement? So we'll say, So another man cannot affect Kiddushin with her, but he can affect Nisuin with her. Okay? It doesn't make any sense. If there's no kiddushin, then there can't be Nisuin. So what's happening over here? What's well, happening over here? So I will say, so, so the Mara says, Emo, Kiddushin, Vinisuin Emo. Ultimately, again, we'll say what it means is that if a man, other than the Yavam, tries to marry the Yavama, ultimately, again, there is no Kiddushin or Nisuin. Or Nisuin. And therefore, I will say, what that would effectively mean is if the Yavama tries to marry another man, that other man would not be obligated to give her a get. say another possibility is, my Nisuin, yesh. What does it mean when it says Nisuin. Znos. Ultimately, again, that means Znos, Rashi says, that ultimately, if a Yavama marries someone other than her Yavam, we don't look at that relationship as a marriage. Rather, we look at that relationship as what? Znos. Znos, which means she's not going to need to get. And number two, she'll be permitted to the Yavam. D- hamluna, hamluna, yavam asru a Hamdunah Yavam Shazinsa a Yavam, who committed Znos, ultimately again becomes prohibited to the yava maybe it's as we said before maybe means it means there's no kiddushin but there is nisu and what does that mean what does that mean because we will say ultimately again we're concerned that you may confuse this with the case of a woman whose husband went overseas. Am Rabbianae Bih Khabura Nim Nuvagam Rabusay in our in our chabura, right? In our group, we decided, aim kiddushin tofsin bi So we'll say, in our group we decided that Halo Khalama, we pass in, Kiddushin is not tofsin in the case of a Yevama. So, we'll say, so remember again, this is the ongoing tension over here. This is the ongoing intention, I will say, which is here's what everyone agrees with. We have to stop with this for today. But here's what everyone agrees with, right? Number one, what are we agreeing with? That there's a Pasuk that says Right? Everyone is agreeing that the Yavama cannot marry someone who's not her Yavam. I will say, what's the Machlokes? What's the Machlokes? What's the nature of the teeth associated with that Pasuk? Is the Pasuk just saying it's a love? It's a love, And because it's a love. The kiddushin works, but it's aser, or no? Is the Pasik actually saying that what there is no kiddushin with a man who's not the yavam? That is the ongoing machlokas, and I at Hashem the resolution to that machlokas in tomorrow's daf. Shkoyach, everyone. All right, Chevron Zoom. Have a great day, everyone. Good Nice to yeah. see you.